This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rochester has been getting major national accolades the last few years. Sure. Tommy, it used to be if we showed up on a national list, it was bad. Oh, yeah. But not anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Being high on this list may make people in our area scratch their heads. Because if you live here every day, do you look at folks that live around you mm. as friendly? Oh. You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. We'll jump right into it. Rochester has been named the second friendliest city in America. Bam. This according to an annual list put out by Condé Nast Traveler. Mm-hmm. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. So Rochester made the list last year, but we weren't this high. And if you've never been to Rochester, you would get the impression, based on this article, that everyone was walking around smiling all mm-hmm. the time. I will read you a quote. What did I say? Quote, one of the city's greatest assets is its friendly population. As you stroll past happy residents hanging out on their porches, chatting with neighbors on the sidewalk, you may be tempted to make a permanent relocation. I would like to go to that neighborhood myself. <laughs> hanging out on their porches, chatting friendly down mm-hmm. the street. It's Fairport because they're yeah, chatting. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of, too. Or Park Ave, baby. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you're happy on your porch at Fairport because the government subsidized your porch. And you're super ass rich. <laughs> so, does that sound like the Greater Rochester huh. area to either of you? I that mean, does that sound like Gates. Oh, for God's sake. It doesn't sound up. like Aronicoid. Shut up. It doesn't even sound There's like porches Webster. Porches in Aronicoid. There ain't no porches in Webster. <laughs> There ain't no porch in Webster. There ain't no porch in Webster. I mean, I guess when the weather's nice, you do notice everybody coming out and they're in a very good mood. But that's like a specific time of year. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a short period of time where everybody's collectively getting outside and in a good mood for the first time. One week in July. We're <laughs> super cool. So would you two agree? Yeah. Because both of you have traveled a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Tommy more than Kimmy. That Rochester is the second friendliest city in America. No. It's not. It just ain't. I mean, there's friendly people, but... But it's not the second friendliest city in America. See, here's the thing. We all love to complain about Rochester Mm -hmm. when we're here, and it seems like, you know, it puts a lot of people in a bad mood. But when somebody from out of town comes... We love to paint a completely different picture of Rochester, which why, which is why maybe like somebody visiting here might think everybody's super friendly. Because it's like, hey, look at what we got here. Okay. You feel like you have to brag and show off. Okay. The phone number is 252-WCMF, 252-9263.
Now, maybe this is harder to figure out than we think if you've lived here your whole life. And mm-hmm. I want to hear from folks that have lived here their whole lives. But I know there are lots of people listening that have moved to The Rock in the last decade. Yeah. Does the description of one of the city's greatest assets is its friendly population as you stroll past happy residents hanging out on their porches or chatting with neighbors on the sidewalk, you may be tempted to make a permanent relocation. Does that description sound right to you? Hmm. And I think, Tommy, what we need to do is differentiate something here. What's that? There is a difference between friendly mm-hmm. and kind. All right. Not mm-hmm. all kind people are friendly. That's true. Oh, excuse me. Let me try that again. All kind people are friendly. Not all friendly people are kind. Do you understand what I'm saying? They put up okay. a front. Exactly. That kind person who is willing to do whatever to help you is going to be friendly. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of people that'll stop and chat and smile and laugh at you, where if you ask them for a favor, they would politely tell you no. So all I right, think in right. that way, maybe Rochester is a really friendly place. Because it's not that hard. Well, you don't have anything invested. Well, what is... What is what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that that hard? I can just be friendly and go about my business. Yeah. I ain't giving you nothing. I'm not helping you, but I'll be pleasant. Yeah. Kind means you're invested in it. Sure. Kind means I'm offering you something. Friendly, I can just be friendly. Yeah, but I mean, if it wasn't hard, then how come we're second on the list when other cities could be up there too? I don't know. I I don't see it. But maybe if you put it like that, maybe so. Other cities might not uh, give a crap if you're new to the city or not. And may not give a crap about what's going on with you. True. Yeah. Right? True. I mean, look. How many monster dicks do you really meet in Rochester? Like some of them won't look at you. Some of them won't every morning. talk to you. Someone that doesn't acknowledge your existence. Mm. Okay, I was at Bill Gray's in North Greece yesterday. Yeah. And I spent the afternoon laughing with 50 separate people that I had never met before. Wow. People here like to have fun. Okay. We like to put smiles on other people's faces. So maybe in that way, not kind, but friendly, mm. it's true. All right, we're friendly. Like, okay, I'll ask this question then. Mm. 252 WCMF, with Rochester being rated as the second friendliest city in America by Condé Nash Traveler, how would you two describe a friendly person? A friendly person. Friendly person. If you were to name the traits a friendly person has, they would be... They can fake being happy. Not always. Fake. Yeah, I mean, I mean, pe- we're saying like you can fake being friendly, but that doesn't mean but that. If you're, but if you're known as a friendly person, yeah. it means you kind of do that all the time. You're known to be friendly. No, yeah, no, but you no, can be what? a kind person and be friendly. To Pat's point earlier. But I'm thinking you're you're a fake. You're a phony. <laughs> Kimmy, maybe we're the f- second phoniest city in America. Okay, I'm going to turn to Kimmy mm-hmm. now. Kimmy, what traits do you see uh, in a friendly person? Soft boy. You you're you're like a welcoming person. You you smile. You acknowledge right. somebody's presence. Right. <laughs> you're polite. Okay. I think it's it's pretty simple, and like you can tell right away if somebody's friendly or not. And maybe it's simple to us because it's something we've all done our entire <laughs> lives, not realizing it. Right? Like maybe there is this just inherent. We want to be liked, which would make you friendly. I mean, it's also possible, Kimmy, that everyone has known life like this in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Be friendly, so we pass it down to our kids, and it's not something that's like strange to us. Where in maybe other communities it is. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But like when I heard the others, it was funny when my wife read me this list. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see Rochester being on this list, but I agreed with most of the other cities that were on it. Hmm. Most of these cities I haven't been to in thirty years. Yeah. But I just go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure those people are nice. Is there, Rochester, no. Is there a general area where these cities are located, or is it all over the no, map? No, it was all over the yeah, map. Yeah, it was okay. pretty much, but more smaller cities. Okay. Yeah. 
But that makes sense. And that's why I guess like I would feel like a smaller city would be more welcoming. And I don't know if that's like a big factor in how this study came about. Well, I mean, you're having you're probably having more meaningful interaction with people in a smaller city than you are in a place like New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Hollywood. Just going about your day and ignoring everybody around you. Big city or dick towns. You know what the other issue here might be? What is that? Again, with Rochester being named the second friendliest city in America by Condé Nast Traveler, real life versus online. Because mm. like, we all have a tendency when we're on social media or websites to read the comments, right? Especially yeah. local mm. stuff. And you hear the posts we get on where they whine in every single week. Yep. That doesn't make Rochester feel very friendly. No, it doesn't. However, some of the same dicks that will write the most awful stuff... Mm-hmm will also be super nice to you when you yep. meet them in person. And I know it doesn't make sense, but it's true. So is that type of person a friendly person? Hmm. I mean, if they write vitriol and horrible stuff online and then smile at you, shake your They're hand, and ask you how you're doing, is that yeah. phony? Is they, it? they could be it's friendly, phony. but a phony, phony I would, friendly. I, to me, that's a phony. Okay. And I'm fine with that. Because that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. You have to be phony. Uh-huh. Like... You are the perfect example of this. You, mm-hmm. If you listen to this show, mm-hmm. Tommy comes across as the most miserable, short-sighted, cranky dick you would ever meet. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you met him in person, he's polite, mm-hmm. he's charming, mm-hmm. you go out of your way to call store employees by their name, mm-hmm. you always have n- something nice to say to people's faces. Yeah. Mr. Phony, here he comes, don't believe him, he's a phony. You, you could not be a phony. Why do you feel the need to be friendly if that's not how you want to well, be? It kind of moves your day along. You don't want to be moves mean to people. Moves your day along. You don't want to be mean to people. Why you're mean to people all the time? No, not when I'm being phony. You, but like that's why. Like, when I, I go to Dunkin' Donuts, I don't want to be phony. I want, I want to be phony and nice. That person is going to give me a cup of coffee. Like, let's walk through the logic. <clears throat> the guy that does my shoes. Does my shoes? Could does you my sound shoes. more Pittsburgh? Man, does my shoes? I'm a dry cleaner. Right, Very walk, friendly. Walk through this logic with me. I don't know these people. Uh, on the air, when somebody calls up, mm-hmm. you will be dicks to a person you've never met in your life, mm-hmm. right? And you could come across them later. They're going to remember what you said. Mm-hmm. Yet, you go the opposite way to be friendly at Wegmans and at Dunkin' and at the Cobbler. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be a dick, but you don't need to be friendly. Why? Why the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Which one's I'm the, the son of you? a salesman. Which one's the real mm-hmm. you, buddy? I think I'm the son of a salesman. I'm not the son of a salesman. I do that. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly. Oh, a cop's a super salesman. Oh, super salesman. They have to be. Okay, then explain Kimmy. I can't. Nobody <laughs> can. She's uh, an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Shut up. <laughs> 252 WCMF. Let's talk to She's never friendly. Kimmy's very yeah. friendly. In oh, person. she gets snappy chappy with all kind of people. Just with you. Yeah, I've never seen her be a dick to anyone outside of this room. Oh, true. Let's well, talk, she's a phony. Let's talk to Ben. He's on CMF. Hey, Ben, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Would you rank Rochester as the second friendliest city in America? Uh, based on my experience from my job, uh, no. Why? I wouldn't. Uh, because, so I deliver car parts, and the further away from Rochester I get, generally the nicer people are. Because, like, if I go to Buffalo to drop off a car part, they understand that it takes me a few hours to get to them, and they're not going to be rude about the fact that I had to drive two hours to get them their, their part. Whereas some guy in Rochester, if I'm driving a half hour, well, why wasn't it here two hours ago? It's like, why you got to be a dick, dude? Like, All right, look, in the defense of those people that are dicks to you, have mm. you considered, Ben, what it's like to be standing and looking at you? Holding a carburetor. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I wake up every morning and have to look in the mirror. No, I mean, I, I mean, you would understand why, why just the second. wait. They have mirrors at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an apartment, Tommy. There is a mirror in it. So there, take that. <laughs> Going nowhere, Tommy. Well, I get why he would be frustrated yeah, with. Well, you know, come look. It's not just people yelling at him. I mean, sometimes people put their hands on him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you brought up that carburetor. He was yeah, holding. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours late to Rochester one day. Right. Yeah, so what happened? He was rolling it. Uh, hey, Mr. Goodrand, here's your carburetor, and uh, uh, sorry. It's- oh my God! Why you hit me with that wrench? I thought it was a good wrench. You hit me in the mouth with a bad wrench. You need to change your shirt name. I guess we didn't really need the carburetor in the story. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. It was made in problem. My fault. Ben, sorry. Ben, I, 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 I introduced it. Ben, thanks for the call. Have a good rest of the day. Yes, and. Mm. Look, I think that you are short-selling Rochester. I probably am. And yourself, mm. because I think that we all inherently want to be friendly. Because mm-hmm. if we didn't, we wouldn't be. Okay. You don't need to be. I don't need to be. Kimmy doesn't need to be. When I go make that interaction, that purchase at Wegmans, whether I'm a dick or whether I'm nice, I'm going to get my milk. True. Same at Dunkin'. Same at the Cobbler. There you go. Right? You're friendly because you want to be. You don't have to be. Is it that um, we we want to give somebody the opportunity to make us a dick? Like, we were the friendly ones up front, and then they were a dick to me, so that's when I got to turn on... My real self. I don't know, but I mean, people. I, I mean, everybody like wants wanna, to be liked, right? Yeah, you like go, you want to be, be liked up front, and then you want to to blame somebody if you turn into a jerk. I don't know. I will say this, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just anecdotal what I've seen. I've seen a lot less people blowing their tops in like the last twelve months than the previous couple mm-hmm. of years in public. Because there was a time, Tom. There was a time where it felt like everybody was just looking for a reason Tense to get upset, time. right? But like, there's been a couple interactions I've seen in public over the last 12 months where that person had a right to lose their mind, hmm. and they were cool about okay, it. Okay, well, maybe we're chilling out. Maybe. I mean, look, and there was a lot to be frustrated about over the last couple of years. Things got scary. Things were uncertain. Maybe that affects the way you deal with people. It does kind of feel like we're circling back now. Did YouTube keep us in line? What do you mean? Because oh. there's a million YouTube videos of people losing their crap. Okay. And people started to see what it looks like to actually... What it looks like to lose your crap. That's a great question. And maybe I don't want to look like that. So maybe YouTube did what nothing else could was shame us into behavior. Just having a to phone behave. or camera on you at all yeah. times. I That's, don't want to look like that. It's a really good theory. Remember that little dude that was melting down at that bagel shop? Oh, I forgot God. about bagel that growth. guy. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be that dude. Well, that yeah. dude wanted to be that dude. He made money being Yeah, he did. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah. All right, so look. If you didn't want to be friendly, yeah. you wouldn't be. So yeah. if you're being friendly to people every single day, it's because you are friendly. So feel good about yourself. And feel good about the community we live in. You're not a phony to other people. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This is the most confusing story you'll hear all week. Whatever. Because f- almost everybody that gets in trouble with the law has a motive. Yeah. This man is in a lot of trouble. No motive? Well, we can't figure out the motive. What we do have, luckily, is a tiny man who is an expert on boats and sea life. Ah, uh, yes. And this man in the story, his boat, is what has him looking at a massive fine and potentially even jail time. Ooh. You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. On Friday, Mm. a 33-year-old man from Rochester pleaded guilty to purposely sinking a boat in Lake Ontario. (laughs) So someone found the boat, half sunk, August 26th, and reported it to the Coast Guard. Yeah, you didn't even do sinking, right? (laughs) You don't half sink something. The man admitted to sinking the boat and not making a report in Mm. court. Now, Tommy, mm. being the sea captain that you are, I mean, you've been doing this since you were 10 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. If I were to ask you the number one reason someone would sink a boat without telling anybody, your thought would be? Insurance. Okay, perfect. That makes the most sense. So here's where the story gets weird. Mm. There is nothing in the story on News 8 that says anything about an insurance payment. No mm. charges involving insurance fraud. Yeah. And something he did later is even more strange. What's that? So, when police figured out the boat was his, they went and found this mm-hmm. guy. And the man who pleaded guilty told the police he donated yeah. his boat to some unnamed individuals. Okay. So, here's where it gets Not funny. Not like a, like the Kidney Foundation. No. Just people. Yes. He donated it to people. And here's where it gets funny. Mm-hmm. He provided police a description of these people that did not exist. Mm-hmm. He lied about how they took the boat off his property. Damn. But you didn't have a name. name. Oh. You donated your boat to individuals. But no name. And never got a name. Yeah. How did they contact you? Great question, Pat. For did the, they just drive up and see a boat? The boat. Hey, would you please donate that boat to, to us? To me? Stranger? I've never heard of donating to a direct person. <laughs> Nor have yeah. I. You, right. You're better off just saying my bolt was stolen, right? Okay, so like that's it just It's weird that you made up the donation story. If he had sunk it for insurance money, the thing to do would be to say my bolt yeah. was stolen. So the other thing, so I know like a lot of people don't have boat insurance. Okay. Because okay. it's super expensive. Sure. And they just run bare. Okay. The other thing is if he was behind on the payments on the boat. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of that, but that wouldn't get you off the payments. No, it wouldn't. Just because you I, lost the boat, you still owe the money. Thank you. I also have a question because he towed this boat out. Oh, yeah. To sink it. Mm-hmm. You would think so. Yeah. What, what boat did he use to do that? Maybe a buddy's boat. Yeah. Okay. Or he swam back. Which would be a hell of an undertaking. Or he put a small hole in it and just yeah. sent it off Let the it shore. Go. Yeah. 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 And that's why it didn't sink all the mm-hmm. way. I mean, all of these things are possible. I guess we'll never know that answer. But- 
He pleaded guilty to making a false statement. Okay. He is looking at up to five years in prison and a quarter million dollar fine. And just so everyone knows, for the sake of the story, Mm -hmm. the Coast Guard launched a search effort when the boat was found. And I think it's because they wanted to make sure no one was in trouble. All right. So between the boats, the aircraft, and the scuba team that was launched in this incident. What was that whack? $15,000. That's low. I thought it would have been higher. You said they had a helicopter? Uh, It said boats, aircraft, and scuba team. Okay. So you'd think at minimum this man is on the hook for a $15,000 bill, mm-hmm. minimum. You know that raggedy boat probably was worth 15 g So, 252-WCMF, 252-9263. If it wasn't an insurance scam, why the hell, boat people, did this man sink yeah. his boat? Because they didn't say he was like wanted for a crime before this or anything. No. Would there be nope. evidence doesn't on a boat? anything no. like that, no. yeah. Anything like that. And if that. it was evidence, you still have the boat. You got the boat. Unless, unless it, it was like, like um, in a divorce settlement, he didn't want her to have the boat, so he sunk the boat. Hmm. Something like that. Okay. I, I, I'm trying to think like of scenarios the, but here. But to your point, like... It just seems like the hardest way to get rid of a boat. Yes, it's the same. Like, you really went out of your way to get rid of this boat. You, mm-hmm. you could have given it away to somebody Let's or talk took it somewhere, that. right? If you didn't want the boat yeah. anymore, you could have just given <laughs> away free the free boat. Boats, boats are a fortune, as yeah. we know, right? Thank you. Yeah. We had a boat shortage in this country mm-hmm. for a while. We did, and this man's just out here sinking his boat <laughs> willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Can you scrap a boat? What do you I mean scrap? Like if I can take my car to a scrapyard and get like a hundred bucks for it. Well, you take it to a boatyard, they may just take it apart. Okay, yeah. but can I get my? I mean, like, right? Like, I don't know. I what think I, there's got to be something. But if it was a good value. boat, you wouldn't scrap it. I mean, if it was a, you know what I mean? It no, was I a nice it. boat. But he sunk it. Yeah. Right. So if you it's a nice boat, well, yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like, I'm not a boat person, but I have to think there isn't a boat in the world where someone wouldn't give you a dollar. Yeah, there's yeah. value in that boat. Okay. <laughs> so this story makes zero sense. The only explanation I can think. What's that? Is he did something stupid on the boat that day mm-hmm. to make the boat sink and was so okay. embarrassed he didn't want to tell anybody. So when was it sunk? Do they know that? Oh, it was found on August 26th. Oh, that's boat and weather. Okay. Yeah. To your point. Yeah, he could have wrecked it. But then, something dumb, left the plug out, and it started sinking. But that still doesn't make sense based on what we know, because when yeah. the police showed up, you wouldn't just come clean right. knowing what kind of trouble you're in. Yeah. I donated the boat to two individuals whose name I don't know, but I'm going to- And gonna... they sunk it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a first. Are we missing something here, or is this man- Yeah, like this... what would be the benefit? Give it we to me. 252 yeah. WCMF, because this guy, if there is nothing we can figure out, might be the stupidest man yes. we've ever talked about <clears throat> in the break room. Well, to your point, he didn't fully sink the boat, like so it didn't even go to the bottom. Yeah. I'm guessing the bow was sticking out, so they could probably find it pretty easy. 252 WCMF, again on Friday, a 33-year-old man from Rochester pleaded guilty to purposely sinking a boat. Someone found his boat uh, partially submerged on August 26th on Lake Ontario. They called the Coast Guard. Police eventually went and found this guy. He told the police that he donated the boat to unnamed individuals. He provided a, a fake description of these people that didn't exist. He lied about how he took the, they took the boat off his property, but he didn't have a name to give them. <laughs> You can't make up a name. Yeah. You made up the other stuff. Johnny, John, John Johnson. Wait, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Johnson? Great guy. Put I'd that l- in the back of a boat. I'd love to know at what point he was like, I'm in way over my head. I can't stop lying. Um. Yeah, you would. Ha- I guess when you don't have a name of the guy you gave the boat to. But like, here's the thing. All right, so the but cops- you didn't even think that through. But the cops are at your door, mm. and whenever you lie- in some situation like this, you hope every question is the last question, mm-hmm. right? Like, where'd the boat go? I donated it. 
to who? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just have to keep coming up with a story. I can't say charity because i got to check the charity yeah. out. Right. Right. Uh, two guys. What they look like? Ah, one was tall, had a beard. Okay. What about the other one? Ah, he was short with no beard. And no eyes. He was blind. (laughs) He was blind. Born without eyes. That's why they wanted the boat, so he could feel the wind through his hair. Like, I, like there, there had to be a point where he knew he was effed, but yeah. had already lied up to this point, so I'm just going to keep lying and hope eventually it spins itself Let's out. Let's see where I'm, the story goes. I'm dying to know what kind of boat it was. What, it was like a super nice boat? Yeah. Or a piece of crap? Because if it's a piece of crap, it really doesn't make sense. No. If there's like a valuable boat, but then he's not even trying to collect that's what I'm, That makes less sense. Like I guess super crappy boat makes more sense because- But, but you know, why, why would you sink a crappy boat? Maybe he couldn't figure out anyone to take it off his hands. But I don't bro, know, you, you could just take it to his, to your point- Take it to a junkyard. Yeah, but you do see these people that have junk cars in their front yards that yeah, don't your want dad. them. Even yes. your dad had to wherewithal to hold on to your junk. No, he sunk his Mazda RX-7. He did? Yeah, he sunk wow. it, yeah. <laughs> he donated it to two guys. One was tall, had a beard. <laughs> one was short, had no eyeballs. 252 WCMF. We can't come up with a theory, right. but Brian thinks he's got it All figured right. out. He's on CMF. Hey, Brian, what do you got, bud? All right, so I, I have a theory on why they, he sunk the boat. If it's a fiberglass boat, mm-hmm. you can't just... Take it to a junkyard. The junkyard won't take it. Um, fiberglass is hard to get rid of. Nobody wants to take it. I I knew a guy that used to burn fiberglass boats illegally just to get rid of them. Oh, yikes! Um, Thank you, environment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that, that's my best guess. It was probably a crappy boat, and he just needed to get rid of it. He didn't want to pay a high cost of disposing of the boat, so he sunk it. All right, Brian, but let me ask you this question. Let's say I have a junked-out fiberglass boat. There isn't a single person in Rochester, if I threw that up on Craigslist for free, that would want to take it as a project? With today's prices, I mean, I I came from the marine industry, so I I wouldn't want to restore any old just junk boat. Okay. Yeah, but you're lazy. It's not worth it. What if I'm one of them go-getter fiberglass guys? Because I'm thinking every boat has some value to it. To past point, like there was a point where you couldn't get a boat. I'm thinking the crappiest boat would get you a few hundred bucks because people will think, well, well I'll restore it. The, the hardware off of it might, I mean, if it's a, like an inboard outboard, if it's got an engine or an outdrive, you might get some money for that. But the actual fiberglass shell... Yeah, you're going to pay a lot of money to actually properly dispose okay. of that. Well, this okay. one had an indoor-outdoor side motor. <laughs> what does that go for? With <laughs> headers. Indoor-outdoor side motor? And Ben Gay donated a carburetor to it <laughs> in the last break. <laughs> Brian, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest of the day. Okay, so that would make sense. Yeah, somebody right. else called and said the same thing. It costs money to scrap it, so that could be why he right. ditched it in the lake. Okay, but let's let's go down the Craigslist road here, because I'm not a boat person. Mm-hmm. And I have no interest in buying a boat. But if I went on Craigslist on the free section mm. and somebody said, boat yeah. for free, mm. I'm stupid enough to take that boat. And you can't tell me there aren't other people yeah. as stupid as me right. that would take that boat. They oh, got a great deal on a boat. Yeah. And now it's my problem. And I guess like, you know, the the idea of not wanting to put anybody in a bad spot wouldn't count here because he sank the boat, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it's not like you did an honest thing afterward. Yeah. Yeah. You sank it. Mm-hmm. When you sink it, you suck at sinking. Suck, sunk, stuck, you suck, suck, suck at sinking. Sunk at sinking. Yeah. Sunking. 
I'd like to think I could at least sink a boat. Yeah, but you're also, hmm. you love to overestimate your ability to do everything, and you suck at a lot of stuff. You just put a hole in it and leave. Yeah, but maybe he put it in a place that wasn't deep enough to sink. Apparently. Yeah, right? Somebody I mean, it could be too shallow. It, so. yeah. 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 Could be as simple as that. Mm. Uh, we got Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF for the Break Room Facebook page. This comes in from Eric. Eric says, my buddy did the exact same thing and was caught in the exact same way. Oh. He didn't say he donated it. He said he lost it. When he, he asked, a boat? When oh, like he it asked if it was out. stolen, he said no. And they said, what do you mean you lost it? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember, I worked with a guy that forgot he had a boat. That is true. So it can happen. Like you you could lose a boat. Yeah. No, but wait. It also... Well, I guess you could say, yeah, like I didn't dock it right. It floated out to, to to the lake and I, I don't know, I came back and it wasn't there. Unless there's an investigation that shows there was an intentional yeah. hole in the boat. Right. I don't know. But no, I'm with you, Kimmy. Like th- there seems to be 15 excuses. There's a lot of mistakes you can make. Yeah. Like you could, I'm thinking out loud. And again, if I'm wrong, 252 WCMF. There's lots of reasons, Tommy, a boat could end up sticking out of a water and you wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, hell, if it was docked, you wouldn't even know your boat was stolen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, uh, yeah. Outside of like a storm hitting, something like that, you could get a, kind of get away with it. You know what I mean? If you know a storm's coming, take care of your boat. Get, well, you know, a storm got a hold of it. I don't know where it is. Well, you could also even make the argument, you know, I had it tied up somewhere and some kids must have untied it. Kids screwing yeah. out of the boat. Right? Exactly. And now it's gone. Like There's certain things yeah. you shouldn't lose track of. <laughs> okay. Like you can't tell me you lost a boat. Like I told you, I had a niece. She lost a horse. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. Yeah. She even put up those little posters, like when you lose your kitty. Yeah. Of the horse. Wait, so you wouldn't confuse it with the other horses that, that would been lost? be lost, wandering through your yard or sleeping under your car. Also, and every in a place- horse looks the same. Yes. How do I tell the difference? Well, hey, is, look this, at that. is this your niece in Philadelphia too? So no, not no, a lot no. of. Oh, okay. I thought this was the one that lost it. This is my dumb southern niece. Uh, all right, so I guess the moral of the story here. Watch your horse, watch your boat. Thank you. Good, good call. This is a worldwide household name food. Okay. In fact, it may be the most iconic food product in the world. Then why screw with it? It's if it's that iconic, there's a reason. People I mean, look, love this, it. This company knows what it's doing. Does I mean, it? even the mistakes they've made, they've been able to recover from, and they think it's now time. To change things up. Damn, I like this. You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5. WCMF McDonald's is changing the Big Mac. Oh. Why? Man, that's a staple. It's, so, the, it's what started yeah. it all. Yeah. It they, is. They say they're making several, quote, tasty improvements to build a better Big Mac. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for later to ask my question. Okay. The changes <laughs> they are making to the Big Mac include toasted buns that are more pillowy and softer than the ones we've known, mm. a cooking process to produce perfectly melted cheese, caramelized flavor by adding the onions while cooking the patties instead of just tossing them on after, and they say your Big Mac will be more saucy. They're going to load it up on Big Mac sauce. All right. Uh, by the way, those are just a few of the improvements. Uh, they will be doing stuff to other burgers as well on mm. the menu. All in all, there are 50, quote, tweaks they are making at McDonald's to their food that can all be found in a Wall Street Journal article that hit over the weekend. Wall Street Journal, your prime source for all McDonald's burgers. <laughs> yeah, I would think, yeah. I'm going give, to the journal. Give me your question. My question. So I think it was within the last year we talked about a guy who was suing, and I think it was McDonald's. For the look, he wasn't getting what was pictured. Okay. In a Big Mac. Okay. 
and it had to mainly do with like the way the bun was smushed okay. and the size of it and stuff. So mm. I'm wondering if these changes are coming off of that lawsuit. Well, but normally these lawsuits we see before they get tossed out. Like yeah. sure, an but but this guy made like a. I mean, he like took like documented proof. <laughs> I do and remember I, the story. And I wonder if people like saw that and be like, yeah, you know, we are getting cheated on our Big Macs. Okay, but did that story hurt the bottom line? For I don't McDonald's? know. It couldn't have. It couldn't have. Okay, so Tommy, your thoughts on this? You build the iconic hamburger. Mm-hmm. It was the first hamburger that had a name yeah. and a song people could sing. Two all beef, beef patty, patty special, special sauce, sauce. Yeah. sesame seed bun. bun. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. That it's been around since I was a kid. I've only lived in a world that had a Big Mac. Okay. Think about that. No, I'm with you. I'm the same. Everybody one. that's of age has tasted your sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're such a big fan of the Big Mac. You had one. When's the last time you had a Big Mac? When? When did uh, Clinton get impeached? <laughs> no, but you know, I, I listen. Well, I well, would, listen. You sit I here would, and yeah. you haven't had a Big Mac in 25 How years. How dare they change this thing? I haven't eaten in but decades. I'm dying for one every okay. day. I could eat a Big Mac every effing day. Uh, look, I'm with you, but here's the thing. When I go to McDonald's, and as much as I love the Big Mac, I don't get the Big Mac. I oh, if I'm going to McDonald's to eat, mm-hmm. I'm going Big Mac attack. Oh, no. I go, double, the, I, uh, I go double quarter pounder with cheese. I like that burger better. The hoary sister of the Big Mac. And look, I love a Big Mac. more food. I, yes, but I can't remember <laughs> the last time I had a Big Mac, even though I love the Big Mac. I There's want something double- about that sandwich that I'm jonesing for right now. It's a little small compared to my hand. As I grew up, I was less impressed with the Big Mac. Maybe that's, that's, that's what they're down. trying to change. Double and I wonder if they want it to overall look better, just based on, like, it's featured in, like, social media so much more. Like, you can see it more. Like what people are actually getting. So okay. maybe they just want it to physically look better. That's a great point. Yeah. 20 years ago, you didn't see what people were yeah. ordering every single day. And people couldn't complain instantly right. and have it go viral. But that being said, the phone number is 252-WCMF, 252-9263. McDonald's says they're going to make tweaks to the Big Mac, tasty improvements, toasted buns that are more pillowy and softer, a cooking process to produce perfectly melted cheese, which, by the way, is a good idea. There's nothing more infuriating than getting an unmelted Mm -hmm. piece of cheese on a hamburger. Caramelized flavor by adding onions while cooking the patties and more Big Mac sauce. So your take, Tommy, is why are you changing an American standard? Yes. Okay. I will say this. I'm always for more sauce. I heard that about you. No, I'll, I'll, I will suck down some sauce, bro. Wait, wait, wait. You're kidding me. Like, if they just made Big Mac sauce, which I think you can buy Big Mac they sauce. They did it briefly. They made it like a... Uh, they make a cologne. I know that. <laughs> And I, I want to say, like, they did it for a limited time, and only, right. like, the, a certain amount of people got to try it or buy yeah. it. Or we something. had a bottle of it. Yeah. They said yeah. to us. Yeah. You, wait, you didn't tell me that you are a guy who loves extra I'm a saucier. No kidding, bro. Love me some sauce. This is perfect. I just started a new entrepreneurial business. What you got going on? Well, it's uh, actually, it's a kiosk that I just opened up in the men's room. Oh, yeah? Well, what's the name of it? It's called Uncle Pat's Here Comes a Super Saucy Close Your Eyes Surprise Sauce. <laughs> it's going to get sticky. <laughs> All right, so go with the idea that you don't mess with an American standard. Look, man, you're right. There are countless ideas from companies like this. Coca-Cola doing Coke 2 or new Coke. Yeah, okay, fine. I get that. Mm. But then again, there are also several companies, Tommy, that Mm. suffered big time when they didn't change with the times. You look at places like Sears, Friendlies, Saturn, the car company, Toys R Us. Like Those are all places that didn't make the changes they needed to to stay on top, and then they were competitive, and then they stopped existing. I mean, Tommy, 30 years ago, the idea that Sears wouldn't exist anymore was insane. But McDonald's just seems to be bulletproof. I Mm -hmm. mean, 
It gets made fun of all the time. Okay. Uh, you get made fun of if you have a job there. Yeah. Uh, but it still just keeps cranking right along. Like, it just yeah. seems like you can't hurt this company. <laughs> if there's a company you can't hurt, it's McDonald's. It's the butt of every joke about nutrition. And still people line up at noon to get them sandwiches. Think about how many times McDonald's has messed up your order. And instead of saying, screw this place, you just go back around yes. again in the line and you come back for more. No, you're right. You're right about that. And going even further to your point, Tommy, they've made massive mistakes before. There was the Big and Tasty, which was a massive flop. There was the McPizza, which is an Irish person I was offended by. Uh, but like they've, they've made several mistakes over and over again. Yeah. And they always manage to recover. They snap right back. Exactly. So look, even if this is a mistake. This could be a Big Mac too far, Pat. No, but if it is, you can always go back to the old that's Big true. Mac, and Coca-Cola did that, and they ended up having a more success with Coca-Cola than they did before. And that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. People are going to raise hell, and they're going to go back to the original Mac. Back to the hmm. Mac. Mac that. Put that on a T-shirt. 252-WCMF. Let's talk to Bill. Hey, Bill, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys. How we doing this hey, morning? Hey, what's up, Billy boy? How you guys been? Good, man. Hey, Good. I, just wanted, I wanted to let you guys know... Um, I was an executive chef of a country club down in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and the Dalagotti family, Jim Dalagotti is the one that invented the Big Mac. And they were members of the club, and I became really good friends with them. And I wonder if the family's kind of mad that they're changing what their dad created. Hey, Billy. Billy? Yeah? You know that didn't happen, right? No, yeah, he did. He, no, he's right. This guy, it was invented. I saw the whole thing. I didn't see no guy from... Pennsylvania in a country club. No, yeah. he, he invented it in his yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. The McDonald's was yeah. started in California. No, I understand McDonald's no, no, was started no, no. in California. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> Jim Dalagotti had 20 McDonald's in western Pennsylvania, and he's the one that invented the Big Mac. And, and then Italian he went guy. to Ray Kroc, and then he went to Ray Kroc with the invention. I mean, they did tweak Ray it Kroc? later. They tweaked it later because Jim Dalagotti had red sauce all over the top of it. They said, we're going to get rid of that. But everything else was pretty good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So you're saying as a as a member, a child of the Delegati family, the oh. empire of Big Mac, you would be offended for them altering your father's grandfather's recipe? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. That's the thing. Okay. That's a hell of a legacy, Bill, to leave yeah. behind. The greatest burger ever invented. You're Mr. Burger. See, they, they get royalties until the death of, their, of Jim's last child <sighs> off of each Big Mac that's sold. Man, I'd be, I'd be oh, kissing damn. that. Yeah, they get a lot of money. <laughs> Little Vinny Delgado. Delgatti, whatever Vinny Delgado. It's weird. They changed Delgado. his name. Yeah. It's a strangest thing after you know you think you keep it. Bill, good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for the story. Hey, you too, guys. Great. Take care. I love what... Did you think that when McDonald's first opened, like everything was just there? Yeah. I saw the movie. Like, you know the filet of fish was invented later too, right? Hmm. I did see the whole story where he didn't... Uh, Ray Kroc, who started... Didn't want it because he thought the place would stink of fish. And he, so fun fact, just because it's so funny. They needed a sandwich to sell to Catholics in Catholic cities on Fridays because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't eat meat. Mm. And the guy who owned the place, Ray Kroc, wanted to sell what he called a hula burger. Yes. Which was just a piece of pineapple. Grill. Oh. Yeah. With cheese between two pieces of bread. Okay. So. And, and they had a contest. Mm. Ray Kroc spent one day selling the hula burger at one restaurant. The guy who invented the filet of fish did it at his restaurant. And whoever sold more, they'd go with that one. And the filet of fish won by a landslide. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. You got damn pineapple sandwich. But what if that hit? I mean, people pineapple have a sandwich. weird taste. I'm just eating a pineapple Oh, maybe it'd bread. be a staple. Maybe it'd be one of those things that we wouldn't know how we lived without it. Yeah, like we'd be yeah. sitting here, you're changing the pine yeah. to hula <laughs> What? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 